Hello and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of StrengthsFinder. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today's show is the third and final part of our three-part series about our learning community experience. I'm joined again by our president and CEO, Brian Schubring. Today, we're sharing some of our growing expertise around our core process, specifically the learning community experience, and want to give you insight on how we do our work. If this is your first time joining us, here's some background. Our core process consists of three parts. First, a strengths education session, followed by one-to-one conversations, and finally, the learning community. During the education session, we talk about the philosophy of strengths and introduce educational language to make sure everyone is on the same page. The second step of our core process are the one-to-one conversations, in which each team member has an hour-long conversation with one of our consultants. What we do here is listen for the behaviors of strengths. We're also listening for the functional order of strengths, or how your strengths actually show up and function, which isn't necessarily in the order you received your results. In this one-to-one conversation, we're also looking at the dominant pairing of strengths, meaning helping people to identify which of their strengths could be working together most often. We want to highlight how we are hearing some of the development of their strengths within their story. You know, how they've grown in different stages of development. Because we believe strengths are shaped by the forces of context. Things like where you grew up, the relationships you had with your parents, your friends, colleagues, and your education all have shaping and sharpening influences on the development and application of your strengths. Life experiences contribute to who you are, and we're listening for all of those elements. Finally, During the learning community, we create an image out of that conversation to communicate back to that individual and to the group, which shows how someone uses their strengths at that particular point in time. These insights not only give that person more precise language to describe who they are, but it also helps their team members better understand what makes that person unique. So today, we're sort of simulating what it's like to be in that room. Hearing all of the observations and all the reactions, Brian walks us through how he connected the conversation with this particular participant to the image he drew, how she responded, how her team responded, and some of the big takeaways from that moment. He explains how he arrived at the picture and shares with us some examples of her strengths in action. We'll describe the picture to you in detail, but there's a link in the show notes so you can see exactly what we're talking about. So here it is, The Learning Community Part 3. Part of the setup for this is this individual was part of a leadership development program that was taking place within a larger company, and so she has been identified as a proven leader, an influential leader, and um, in my assignment, I was um, listening for the nuances of strengths, and what I want to begin to point out right away is that she had a very strong personality, she has a very strong presence, she's the kind of person that when she walks in the room, people take notice. Uh, They notice who she is. Um, And when she speaks, she's very direct. Uh, She's very focused. You can hear her, the depth of her education, Um, but just this very strong sense of presence. So one of the things that I knew was as a leader, how am I going to teach her strengths to capture not only her personality, but also this invitational side of her? Because what I found is this, 
a lot of leaders that we work with, they have a very strong presence. And sometimes we say they have a very big footprint. Sure. And sometimes what that presence does is it, it, it may push people back a little bit um, because people are taken by surprise at their approach. And the greatest leaders that we've worked with, the influential leaders, know that they have this kind of presence. And so they have that sense of push, but then they also know how to bring someone close so that that influence is personal and not directive. Sure. And this Inv- woman Invite here them to the that. table. Yep. Like the guy that we talked about in our last one. Exactly. What we have learned in our ongoing practice is that the more influential a leader is, the more they're also inviting influence back. We have learned over time that no matter what their personality is like, no matter how strong their reputation is, the influential people want feedback. And so as all the, all the best leaders do, all the best, you're not willing to get feedback. You're kind of setting yourself up for failure in some ways. But what we've learned uh, through the years is that we need to step into that. And a one-to-one conversation gives us a great opportunity to step close to someone to ask specific questions. And with this woman, I really wanted to be close enough to understand what's going on. Because what I realized right away was in our one-to-one conversation, she was very personable. She didn't lose the strength of her presence, Mm. but she turned to be very close and personal pretty quickly. So one of the things that I want to talk about is this idea of um, shaping influences. We talk to people because we want to understand what are the shaping influences in their life. And by shaping influences, I mean those life experiences or relationships that have truly shaped that person's mind, their personality, and sometimes the trajectory of her life. Why is that helpful? Like, why is it helpful to look back to understand someone right now? Because oftentimes a shaping influence, you may not recognize it at the moment as having a lifelong shaping impact. And with her, she grew up on the East Coast. Um, and as a young girl, um, she had an experience where, where she and, and her friends experienced segregation at a pool that had a very specific shaping influence on her. She didn't realize it right away. It was later on, like in her late teens, early 20s, as she went to college, where she realized how influential this event was. And when you're reminded of an, a shaping influence, then different relationships and different opportunities can trigger that memory and remind you of how important it is for you to truly show up. And here's the thing, Nathan, she knew, she knew that that shaping influence not only caused her to like get bigger in her personality, but also to use outside forces to better express herself. Let's pause here for a moment so I can describe the image to you that Brian drew. You can click the link in the show notes to see it in high resolution. Brian has drawn a picture of a man and a woman on a sailboat. There's a big sail in front, and he has written the words ideation and individualization there. On top of the man's head, he wrote learner, and the themes of achiever and strategic are written below the boat in the water. Kind of kind of at the front of the boat, I guess. The boat is coming right at you, so if you can imagine looking at the front of the boat, and it's not at a profile or from the top down, but the sailboat is coming right at you, which is really important for the rest of the story. It's also a smaller sailboat, something sized for just one or two, maybe three people, like what an amateur sailor might take out on Lake Minnetonka or one of the other 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. So now that you have that image in your mind, keep listening. So when you look at the, the sail on this picture... I have ideation and individualization as her strongest themes. And I had them by the sail because it, it is 
those two themes that really propel her forward and that set her up to be present and attentive with other people because she sees opportunities and opposition as ways to ignite her ideation to think of how best can I express myself. Hmm, that's good. It gives her that propulsion, that, that energy, yep. that yep. whatever you want to call it to move forward. That's cool. And that opposition or opportunity is unseen. Right. So why is oh, ideation like and individualization the, the sale? Because you don't see the wind. Uh, and now this woman is a... So, so let me ask you. So is the ideation and indiv- individualization the sail that catches the wind or the wind that pushes the sail? She uses the wind. She uses the wind. To move her into okay. a situation. Because here is what is also unique about this woman. As a child, she learned from her father how to sail. Oh, that's her dad. Okay. Yep. And she took that to the next level. And became a certified captain of larger sailing vessels. And so now she teaches and takes people on sailing expeditions herself. So what's important in this picture is that, one, she's not sailing alone. And like you mentioned earlier, it's a smaller boat because she has influence on smaller groups of people. Okay. So her individualization is doing two things. It's watching the unseen forces of opposition and opportunity. And it's saying, how can I best express myself in this situation? Ideation, many different ways to express. Individualization says this is the one. But she also wants to use that same moment, that that same opportunity to invite those that are near her to be in the boat with her, Hmm. to trust her, to trust her experience. They may be terrified because they have to put... You know, their their lives, they have yeah. to trust their lives, the hand of this captain. But but she says, come into my boat. Huh. As her father taught her how to sail, she feels that her role in this company is to invite others into her boat and to teach them how to lead. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. Well, I think that's a great example of uh, how how learner can be generative for, for, it's not just about joy of learning, but that joy of reciprocating and, right. and teaching as well. Yep. And she also has the strength of achiever. So when you look at how her strength of learner and achiever comes together, she learns through doing. So when you think about the the activity of sailing, there's a lot of immediate observation of your surroundings that you have to respond to. She's learned the lessons of how to sail, but she still has to respond to things. So she has this hmm. immediacy to how she adapts. So here's another unique thing about this picture. This boat's coming at you, like you mentioned earlier, right? because her personality is coming at you. And when we taught this back with <laughs> You're the not watching team, it go by. You're watching it come at you're you. Running, you're watching it coming yeah. at you. Okay. So when we taught that back or when I taught that back in, in the group session, many of the people who, who knew this woman just laughed at that because they said that's exactly how she approaches <laughs> that's, you. That's you her. can see her coming. Right. And what I also want to uh, draw your attention to here on the bottom is how the the boat is parting the water so you have water on the left side and the right side of creating the boat. some wake i believe creating they call that wake. in the nautical world thank you nathan <laughs> um, but you see strategic and achiever here on the bottom because with strategic she has the ability to make decisions to move obstacles out of the way she does make decisions for herself and how to to lead best but when she has someone else with her someone that she's influencing she's making strategic decisions to remove obstacles and with Achiever to get the right kind of work done. Hmm. So she's also knowing that there's necessary work and necessary decisions that have to be made, but she's also realizing that there are some decisions um, with her with her awareness of strategic and what she's learned that we don't need to make. 
And like those are obstacles that are too far beyond. We don't have to worry about that because she's going in one direction. But when you look at what she's doing, she's specifically responding to unseen forces. She's making the correct decisions and doing the correct work to hold on the line that she sees. So just like in sailing, you know where you're going. You're navigating the wind and the waves in the immediate time frame that you have. Um, and with her, there's a great degree of trust. Like, I've, I've got this. And so in the midst of all of this, she knows that in order for her to get somewhere, she has to harness something unseen. And that, to me, Nathan, oh, wow. really got my attention. Yeah, I mean, talk about the leadership applications to that. There are some leaders. Wow. The reason why I want to talk about this is there are some people that, that we work with that what we see is very tangible. We see how they work. We see how they take notes. We see how they, they relate. And working with someone like that, uh, that takes a unique skill set because you need to respond to what you're seeing. There are other leaders where they're responding to things unseen. And in order for them to get somewhere... Or, or what, what do you mean by that? Describe... I know what you mean like in the context of this, the wind is unseen, but what would be an example of an unseen force Mm -hmm. in a business, Mm -hmm. in a company, in a... We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. Okay, you have people who have a very unique social awareness. Okay. Where they understand or they have a sense of what's expected of them socially, whether it's behavioral, whether it's a a value-driven expectation, even some objectives can't be tangibly measured. And there's an unseen Uh, expectation around how you meet an objective because that's the way we do it here. You you may hear someone say that. And so with someone like this leader, we have a woman who is responding to unseen forces such as unexpressed expectation. Um, past experiences, those experiences that are gone, she remembers them Hmm. because she's put them away in her mind. Those are unseen. They're past events, and she draws that out. So she's responding to things in the past. She's also responding to forces that are outside the room or beyond her team. Those are also unseen forces. Other market forces or whatever. So when you have someone like this who's responding to unseen forces, that's what I'm referring to. Gotcha. The unknowns, Which makes sense. the variables that lie outside of the team that she's leading, maybe even outside of the division that she's working in. She's keeping those things in her mind. She's remembering those and responding to those as a leader. Which sounds like context. It does sound like context. But it's not. And this is an example when we talk about a sounds like yep. um, strength or pairing. Yep. Because with her, her learner and achiever have done a lot through her career. She's learned life lessons. She's worked things that have uh, accomplished a lot, and she's worked things that haven't accomplished much at all. 
And she's remembering those and she's learned those life lessons. And those are lessons that she's applying forward. That's how she cool. moves things aside and helps us all go with her going uh-huh. forward. Was there anything um, uh, in, in this, when you were teaching it back, anything that she corrected you on? Or thought, I might describe it a little bit more like this. She did add one variable. Okay. Because she did talk about how she leads sailing excursions on Lake Superior. So Lake Superior is a very large body of water. Mm -hmm. And she has a larger boat that she leads these excursions on. And what she did in this picture was um, she pointed to the figure that represents her and that pointed finger. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, she's pointing a finger. And what she said is this. When we begin... Um, our sailing excursions, we do a drill, and it's called the man overboard drill. And so she talked about how if somebody goes overboard in a sailing vessel, you can't just stop, turn around, and go. <laughs> right. You have to tack, work with the wind and the waves to, to get back, and it may take five or ten minutes. But someone on the boat has their finger pointed, and they always point their finger at where the person is in the water, no matter where the boat is. So she used that as an illustration of there are drills that we have to do. There are things that we have to do as a team to teach us how to respond in an emergency. So that's what she added, wow. which gave you this sense of intensity, Yeah. which she's saying, and I'm calm with it. Did you do the finger pointing on purpose? I did not. Wow. No, she saw it, and she thought that... Huh. The finger pointing was to illustrate the man overboard drill. You're like, sure, that's exactly what I meant. (laughs) No, but what I did was... That's a really cool observation. With the eyes closed, also this sense of she's doing this so naturally. It's it's almost like she's sailing blind because she knows with such great confidence how to influence others. Which is also part of the lesson here. Strong leaders, people who have strong presence, strong influence, big footprint, however you call it, these are leaders who are not afraid to receive help, not afraid to receive influence, but they're also the type of leader that also is going to be asking for a different level of trust with us. They're confident, and they want you to be confident as well. Get in the boat with me, trust that I got this, and learn as we go. And that was really her attitude and really the, the, the takeaway lesson of this one-to-one conversation is strong presence, receptive to influence, yet also um, requesting trust of us to be applied within any leadership context. Brian, this is awesome. I'm curious, how, how did the group respond to this? You've, you've mentioned a few things that they were like, oh yeah, that's totally her coming at us. Were there any other big ahas that they walked away from, from her teaching and the day with? Yeah. When we open the conversation up and ask for team members to give feedback, we don't know if they're going to talk, if the team's going to talk a lot, or if they're going to talk a little. We don't know if it's going to be all you know, like high fives and you're great or if it's going to be somewhat critical in the feedback. And so here's some of the feedback that we received when we opened it up for questions or comments. <laughs> Which is always a little nerve-wracking. It's always nerve-wracking, but yep. she responded really well. Um, number one, we had an affirmation of, yep, she comes right at you. So that was the the first one, which is, an observation of a person's intention. She's coming at me to do something. We also had people who um, said that they felt like they were the one that were pulled into the boat. Like, it's your time to sail with me, whether they were ready for it or not. We obviously had the person who said, I think I'm the man overboard. (laughs) Like, I'm the one that was on there for a time and just based upon her style, felt like they, they were off. They got the boot. Yep. Or fell off or whatever. Which is cool because, again, that was an example that you hadn't 
that she pulled out yep. of this, that she extended yep. this image. And we'd also added people who saw how she makes decisions that pushes things out of the way so she can continue to move forward, which I think is, is a critical application. All in all, we're trying to put a narrative in the context of a team. We're giving people a chance to recognize the behaviors that they experience on a day-to-day basis, attach those behaviors to the strengths finder themes, mm-hmm. and then begin to talk about what that means and how it feels for them. And to have the individual have a chance to respond back to that and say, well, I know you may be afraid, but I still think you need to be in the boat right now. Right. So it, it gives someone a I'll, chance I'll to protect defend you. themselves. I will yep. make it, yeah. What I like so much about this process, it helps participants. It gives them this image that they can teach and say, oh, well, this is a picture of my father, the learner, and talk about that. And almost talk about themselves in the third person in some ways because it sometimes it's easier than just you know, trying to regurgitate that definition, that, you know, textbook thing. So to actually put it in this context is so much more memorable and applicable. And, you know, they talk about kids learn best, like through song or can memorize stuff that way. I think this is a similar concept. Yep. And what we're trying to do here at Leadership Vision is we're really trying to have our consultants reach further into someone's life to better understand strengths than to simply talk about strengths at a one-dimensional level right. based upon just what you see on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And what this does for the person is it says to them, we know you. Like We've done the work to get to know you. We've done the work to understand you. We are trying to put strengths in a historical context that's meaningful for them. And here you have a woman with her father learning how to sail. If we can put something into context, we can draw meaning out, Mm. meaning that's been there for 5, 10, 15 years and remind them of meaningful experiences here and also to be able to help them to discover how to engage that meaning in the present Mm -hmm. or in a time to come. Well, especially when you you tack it on to a a positive experience of something in their life that has good memories that Mm -hmm. they associate with something very positive and life-giving. And we say, oh, well, here's how we can apply these strengths right there. It's like so sticky. It it becomes something that they they just don't forget. Yep. Yep. It is. Well, Brian, thank you so much. It's always great to talk to you. It's always um, fun for me because I wasn't at this engagement to hear more insights and would you say that it's fair that you learned something you've been doing strengths for 17 17 18 18 years at the time of recording this you learned something new or some uh insight gained every time you do one of these like there's some combination here about people that you're like oh i hadn't perhaps thought about ideation intellectual individualization in that way before yeah that is true and specifically with her the ideation and individualization how those work together that was new for me yeah if you'd like to see some examples of other images we've created visit our blog and search for learning community in the text box there are a few articles and several more pictures with stories for additional insight into this process thanks for listening to the leadership vision podcast where we share our expertise in the discovery practice and implementation of StrengthsFinder. Subscribe to the Leadership Vision podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks again to Brian Schubring for sharing yet again more insight into our learning community process. If you haven't already listened to the previous two episodes, go back and check them out. It provides a lot more insight into this process. 
And if you're curious about working with us, click the contact button down there in the show notes. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I'm Nathan Freeberg. Thanks for listening.